All those on earth today are wasting time and missing valuable opportunities. But we need to redeem every moment and grasp every opportunity. In order to live such a life, we need to be filled with Christ and saturated with Him. Life Study of Colossians Chapter 30 This week's episode continues the series entitled, Grasping the Opportunity, spoken to the working saints in Anaheim, California during the December training in 2009. In this episode, Brother Benson Phillips speaks on the working saints as the backbone of the church life and on grasping the precious opportunities to serve the Lord. A link to the full audio can be found in the episode notes. Well, I would just like to take a few minutes. I'm so, so happy to be among you all again. Every training when we have this time together, uh, I look forward to it very much. Uh, not so much to speak something, but just to see you all. Because, you know, I think it was your, oh, I don't know, I'm getting this all mixed up. It might have been one of the brothers at the beginning. But the, uh, I think that's where it came from. That this, this age group is the backbone of the Lord's recovery. And brothers and sisters, I'd just like to say this with all my heart. I feel this way. You know, uh, the Lord's recovery had its beginning. Uh, through a particular group of brothers and sisters who paid a big price. And for years, the Lord's recovery was carried on through this, this group of people, along with Brother Lee. And in carrying out that recovery, uh, we noticed that every year we got a little older. Y'all are beginning to have that experience? A little older every year. And got a little slower every year. Now I have to testify I'm much slower than when I was, uh, when I came in at 22. Uh, my mind is slower. My, my body's slower. I hope my spirit has speeded up a little bit. <laughs> but, you know, we're a little different. But you all are in your prime. And you really are the backbone of the church. Of course, as Gerald said, Brother Lee did say, uh, after 80 is our most fruitful years. Uh, Brother Nee said that we all have to do our best to live between until at least, uh, was it 80? Or was it, anyhow, to 70. And, and then these next 10 years, of course, you become more fruitful. Maybe this is the fruitful time of your life. Because you have all the, all the gaining of the knowledge that you've accumulated through your whole life. You have all the life experiences. You have all kinds of practical service. And you have the experience of Christ in a marvelous way. And when you're 80, that should be your most fruitful years. You know, Brother Lee, he, uh, he gave the life study of the Bible. When he was beginning, when he was about 70 years of age and completing it after he was, uh, not just after he was 80, or did he begin when he was 80? Uh, uh, Gerald, I can't remember. But anyhow, I think he finished it up when he was about 84, 85. No, he died in 1997. 
It began in 1974. Huh? Okay, so uh, it took him, what, 12, 13 years to finish the recovery version? I mean, the life studies of the Bible? From 74 until 95, that's 11 years. I mean, that's 21 years. See, I'm... I'm not as bright as I used to be. Anyhow, anyhow uh, 21 years. To, to, so 69 to, to when he left. But he finished it a little bit you know, a while before he went to be with the Lord. So anyhow, you see, the older you get, the more fruitful you become. Uh, even the life study of the Bible was done in the later years of Brother Lee's life. Not when he was uh, 22, uh, but he was preparing himself even before he was 22, entering into the Word and entering into uh, the ministry in a way at that time of more elementary, but it gradually progressing throughout his whole life. He himself lived in this same principle that Brother Gerald was, was saying. And I encourage you all, our accumulation is not in one day, and neither is it in one month. But I, I, I'd like to say we need to become followers of Bob Danker. You know, that was a marvelous testimony that Dennis just gave us concerning Bob. He paid the price every day, and every day became an accumulation. And uh, we live like the brothers have shared in this age it's a busy, busy age. Uh, you know, when I was a young man, it was, it was slower than it is today. Today, it's a rat race every direction. You know, I didn't live with an, a computer. That wasn't the way I grew up. Uh, I remember sitting in front of a typewriter typing my term papers in college. You know, sitting there just typing away. Finally, I'd have it ready. Go turn that thing in. Uh, and it was, didn't look quite like what comes out of a computer, I can assure you. Uh, I did my own proofreading. I did everything. Comes back and I missed quite a few words that were not uh, so proper or, you know, typo mistakes. Anyhow, today it's a different story. And, of course, today, much more can be accomplished than was accomplished at that time. So, it, you know, it catches you coming and going. And anyhow, brothers, regardless of how busy we are or how slower we were, we must learn to budget our time. We must learn to budget our time so that we all can reach the same goal, and I would say in the same way, and end up in the same place. And uh, I do believe this is what the Lord wants to do with all of the young adults, that we would follow the Lord in this way to carry out his divine economy. You know, if we run for one week, or we run for a month, and then we take off, we don't hit it, we don't do anything for the next six weeks or six months, Eventually, you look back over your life and you regret that you didn't just do everything in a slow, 
consistent way. Of course, if you have more time, then you can use more time. But we have to fit into our present situation. And I don't know the situation of every individual in this room, but I do know every one of you have a situation. And you have a particular situation. And we need to have the burden to develop our living according to our situation. And I would say, if something in our situation is overtaking us, you better change your situation. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. You're not going to take any of those dollars into the kingdom or to the New Jerusalem that you're making, right? All you the you will carry into the kingdom or into the New Jerusalem is what you are gaining today of Christ himself. And all the experiences of life and all the the growth and our relationship that you're building up in the church to carry out God's divine economy. That's all you're going to carry with you. You're not going to carry anything out of this life except what fits in with God's divine economy. And if we are those who pursue the Lord in this way and we live our lives in this way and we're carrying out his divine economy, in whatever way the Lord has ordained for us, then when we meet the Lord, the Lord's smile will be upon us. And the reward will be in his hand. And the Lord will, we will receive his blessing. And brothers, I encourage you, when you get to be a little older, you begin to realize it just wasn't worth it at all. It wasn't worth it all, really. Even you got the best family in the universe and the best kids and everything. It's just not worth it. Only one thing is worth our giving everything, and that is our relationship with God and our relationship with the church. Christ and the church, this is the very center of everything. You know, when you were younger, even yourself, you know, it just... Uh, nothing mattered the younger you were. You just like to do everything. You don't want to be involved in everything, do everything, and carry out, you know, change the world. You know, I was ambitious, just like all of you. And I had a lot of plans. And even I had a lot of plans in Christianity, before Christianity, before the denomination, mainly that I was in, I can tell you truthfully before the Lord, I was engaged in an activity that I thought me and this brother could reform the young people in the Southern Baptist denomination. At least do something to reform many of them. I had a great, you know, a goal. But praise the Lord, it didn't mean anything. It was all for the, all for naught. Whether it's a religious goal or whether it's a goal in the world, it is nothing. When you touch God's divine economy. God doesn't care for religion. He doesn't care for the world. He only cares for the church. Christ in the church. And brothers, our whole beings must be turned this direction. And I just pray that all of this 
would be the reality with us. Uh, you know, uh, because I'm older, you know, uh, three years ago I had to have both knees replaced. Praise the Lord, I had a good doctor and I lived in a good place, Brian, in Jackson, Mississippi for a while and you can't even tell it today. Right? I'm, I'm getting around pretty good, I have to admit. <laughs> I was afraid I wouldn't, but praise the Lord, I had a good doctor, I had a good physical therapist, and they were, it was tough. These guys were tough. One of them was my son. He was a physical therapist. <laughs> and it was payback time. <laughs> but anyhow, after all that paying back, uh, after the surgery, he uh, it turned out great. Well, you know, here I am. And, uh, you know, the Lord just brings us through so many things. And the Lord works on us to gain us. And eventually, the, we are before the Lord and with the Lord. And our whole lives must give, be given over to Him. We're all getting older. Even you're getting older. I'm getting older. But, brothers, there is a wonderful destiny ahead of us. And if we are one with the Lord in the carrying out of His divine economy on this earth, in this age, the reward will be great in the next age. And it's very little price to pay. When you look back over your life, you know, now... I'm starting to look back. Well, praise the Lord, 1964 wasn't bad. I came into the Lord's recovery. That was a great thing. You know, 1966 wasn't so great. 1980 was not bad, you know. 19, you know, et cetera, et cetera. You look back over your whole life. How much you pursued the Lord. What was your ambitions? Not negative ambitions, but positive ambitions in the service to the Lord and the building up of the church. You will know, but you can never regain them. You have to gain them today. And then when the day comes and you're looking back, not forward, but back, you can rejoice or you can bemoan your life. And brothers, the only way not to bemoan your life is to be fully consecrated to the Lord now for the carrying out of his divine economy. Then you will be quite happy. You can look at your children who are for the Lord. You can look at your wife, wife that turned out so well. Or you can, you can look at the churches that you, the Lord has allowed you to participate in building up. You can look at all the places you traveled to and migrated to. And you can look back and you can just praise the Lord. I got to be in on that. Brother Lee told us one time, he said, some opportunities come to you only once in your life. If you take advantage of it, you seize that opportunity, which will never come to you again. Well, we're making choices every day. And opportunities are there. And what you will do with that opportunity is dependent upon the choices that you make. 
And brothers, some of these, they'll only come once. Many opportunities, you know, they come many times. But others, they come once. And how you respond to that will determine, I would say, probably something of your reward in the kingdom. And may all of us see our position before the Lord in carrying out his divine economy. You, you brothers and sisters, need to believe you're the backbone of the church. The church has to keep going on. I'm so happy all the years that I had with Gerald and I had with Dennis and I had with Rick and, you know, other brothers that are a little older here in this room. That was a glorious, and you know, growing up and entering into the church life in the way we entered into. That was glorious. But that's in the past. Now we're in the present. And it's a different situation. And here all of you brothers are sitting in this room. And who's going to carry on the Lord's recovery? Brothers, of course. Some of the other brothers who are a little older, they have their function to move move forward. But all, all the whole situation is here before us. And our future is so great, so great. You know, the first church life I was in began with four, and we broke bread with five. That's how many we had in the first church life I was in. Well, you come in, there's a two or three hundred or one hundred or fifty or five hundred. Well, it's a lot different today. But there is a place for all of us. And the Lord wants to spread, to migrate us out of our localities, to carry out the spread of his, the spread of the church and the building up of the testimony of Jesus in locality after locality. The opportunities, the choices are before us. Most of you in this room have completed your education. Probably not all of you, but many of you, and I think most of you, if you're, say, 23 and over, uh, you probably have mostly finished your education. Well, what are you going to do? You know, what are you going to do? Uh, if you need to just finish up your education, surely you need to finish up your education. You know, with me, on this matter of the education, I wish I had gained more. You know, my, uh, my father was valedictorian in his class and my, my mother was salutatorian in hers and, you know, I graduated from college. I, I mean, as far as they got was just out of high school. Well, I've graduated from college. That was a lot better than my, what my parents did. I thought that was pretty good. You know, then I, after that, in order to, uh, after I was out of college in the recovery, in order for the uh, job that I had and the profession I was entering into, I needed to go back to school and to get some uh, postgraduate work. And I've got 30 hours of postgraduate work. But I wasn't smart enough to even get a master's degree. 
So here I am sitting here. I finished college, 30 more hours, but no master's degree. That shows how smart I was. Not very smart. <laughs> well, anyhow, I look at you and how many master's degrees people we have here. First of all, how many, college, how many high school graduates? Everybody. Now today, how many of us are college graduates? Probably, virtually, everyone in this room that is over 22 or 23. You're a college graduate. Isn't that marvelous? But today, you need at least a master's uh, to be successful. And it's better, a Ph.D. And I surely encourage all of you to get a Ph.D. Uh, if I was in this day and age, I would be going for a Ph.D. At my age, I thought it was great. I got 30 more hours. I wasn't even smart enough to know I should get a master's degree. But anyhow, I did fine. You know, I made it and enjoyed the church life. That's good enough. Uh, But anyhow, brothers, God has a purpose with all of us. And we know one thing. That purpose is going to be carried out in the Lord's recovery because you are here. You're here, and the Lord has brought you here. This is the Lord's doings. I know from the day I entered into the Lord's recovery, I was entering in for a lifelong matter. And I was going to find my wife in the recovery. I was going to raise my children in the Lord's recovery, and my grandchildren in the Lord's recovery, or whatever, how far I can go, great-grandchildren or Whatever I can get, how long I can live, I intend to see everyone in the Lord's recovery because the Lord brought me into the Lord's recovery. Well, he brought you into the Lord's recovery. And, brothers, this is a great sign to all of us. You're sitting in this room. This is the Lord's mercy to you. And may the Lord raise us all up. And not just to be Christians, you know, bemoaning our situation and walking in his recovery in a lackadaisical way. But we would be brothers and sisters in the recovery who are in reality the backbone of the church and of the Lord's recovery. This is my burden in prayer. When I was there in... uh, Mississippi recovering. Uh, this was just before the brothers began uh, to have fellowship about the young adults. In those days, I can remember, I was just considering we've cared so much for the children. We've cared so much for the college age uh, and the junior highs and the high schoolers. But uh, we haven't cared for the young adults in the Lord's recovery, in an adequate way. These are the real ones today that must rise up. When I was in the Lord's recovery, to gain the college students was a great thing. And we gained hundreds of college students. But today, we still have to do that. And we were just together this morning uh, in another meeting considering You know, what do we do? 
What do we do? How do we carry out this great and glorious work? The children's work, the junior high work, the high school work, the college work. You know, well, now we're in this meeting. And the Lord has all you in another work that has not been adequately cared for in the Lord's recovery. And it is not cared to be cared for by these brothers that have been in a work that preceded you, but it is to be cared for by you. You have to rise up. You have to rise up. I'm so happy these brothers here that spoke this morning. They're part of those who are rising up to meet this great need in the Lord's recovery. But we all have our respective functions. You're all young adults. And the Lord is calling every one of us. You know, when we went to Russia, one thing that was so attractive to me, we went there. Uh, by that time, we started out with about 40, 45, and began preaching the gospel there in Moscow. And, of course, many were being saved. Many were being baptized. And it was quite a work. But, you know, we would gather together in the morning, and we would fellowship. And everyone entered into the same burden. And they all cooperated one with another to carry out the work that we were involved in at that time. Well, before it was over in Moscow, we saw 7,000 receive the Lord, and we saw 2,000 baptized in five weeks. Then we went to St. Petersburg. We learned a lot of lessons. We, and we had about 20,000 that received the Lord, and 5,000 were baptized in five weeks. Well, that happened because of the coordination that the Lord brought us into. And we were from all, all, many different churches all across the United States. But we all got into the same burden to carry out the same work in the same fellowship. And by this, the Lord did a great thing in, in Russia. And it's continuing to this day, now with over 200 churches in Russia, the Russian-speaking world. But that was the beginning. That was the start. And it was brought out of that kind of fellowship. Thank you for joining us today. To hear the complete recording and other messages please visit livingtohim.com. If you would like to receive regular updates from us, please subscribe to this podcast and join our mailing list on our website. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, where our handle is at livingtohim.com.